0: Coming up on the Carnivore Yogi podcast. As we age, um, our the hormones that are necessary for the brain to produce and use glucose as fuel Decline. So gluconeogenesis in the brain, use of glucose in the brain or creation of glucose in the brain is an estrogen dependent process. It's really more of a progesterone dependent process. So through this perimenopause, and I've seen thousands of women with the brain fog, memory laws, worry that it's early Alzheimer's, you know, joke that it's some timers, you know, and, and it's a critical process. Your brain is starving for fuel,
1: Welcome back to the Carnivore Yogi Podcast. This is episode 16, and today I sat down with triple board-certified gynecologist, Dr. Anna Kabeca, to talk about all things women and unexplained weight gain. And this happens, it can happen to women in their 30s, but it happens more and more as women get in their 40s and even 50s. And I really wanted to talk about why this happens and not only just why it happens, but what can we actually do about it? And Dr. Kabeka has a really great story of how she actually went into an early menopause in her late thirties. I think she was 39. And we talk about that here in this episode. She did have some trauma. She had some things that happened in her life and it sent her to that early menopause. Good news is she was actually able to reverse out of that early menopause. So this is possible. This is something that can be done. And you know, the story goes on that she got into her late 40s and did wake up that day with, you know, one day with that extra 20 pounds. And so we do get into this, um, what happens to our hormones and why it may cause us to have brain fog and weight gain despite not doing anything differently. So this is a, I think a valuable conversation. She is not a huge fan, I'm going to let you guys know this up front, of carnivore um, or of just a standard keto diet, but I wanted to bring her on nonetheless because I have had people that have done carnivore and gained weight and then worked with her, tried her methods and been able to lose the weight and balance things. So we're all so incredibly different. And what works for one person may not work for the other that is what this podcast is about is like let's get some different points of view in here let's talk to people who maybe we don't necessarily agree with everything that they say but there's value in it and we can learn and that's what I want for you guys I'm learning I love that you're learning with me I hope that it's valuable for you and speaking of one thing working for someone and not working for everyone else I do want to disclose that I did try her mighty maca product unfortunately it did cause some autoimmune symptoms for me to return And I did a full YouTube video, I will actually link that in the show notes for you guys if you want to go check that out, but I did do a YouTube video, I released it this morning, and I went back to strict carnivore for a few days, and I'm totally fine. On the flip side, I have a private membership group right now, and I will link that also in the show notes if that's something that you're interested in joining, and I'm working a lot with these people in my private membership group, and there are a couple of ladies in the group who have tried the mighty maca, and they absolutely love it, and it's helping them, and they feel like it is helping balance hormones. So I want to put that in there as well for you guys. And speaking of unexplained weight gain, today's episode is going to be sponsored by Thrive. And you know, when I got my Thrive Gut Health results back, the thing that was really surprising to me was that it said I had a hundred percent chance of having a microbiome like someone who is heavy. And I was like, what, how could this possibly be a thing? And I did deeper research. I had a conversation with Kieran Krishnan at Microbiome Labs. That is one of my very first podcast episodes. I think it's episode three or four. So if you're like, this microbiome weight gain thing is a bunch of (laughs) fooey," I'll say that with a nice word, but you can go back and listen to that episode because there is actually a ton of science to back this up that you can have dysbiosis in your gut that leads you to hang on to extra weight. So the Thrive Test has been extremely instrumental in helping me to get rid of some of this dysbiosis. Not only have I used the personalized probiotics, so when you use the Thrive Test, you will get personalized probiotics based on your unique gut health sample, and then you can retest. So I have retested a couple of times now and seen that my gut microbiome has improved and that now, um, I'm not a hundred percent chance of being heavy. It's 50%. And I feel like that is continuing to improve and I've continued to test and use these products. So I have a 50% off link for you. If you want to get this test, it is is backslash yogi and you can use it to get the test to see what's going on in there. But if you want to try some probiotics, I have had a lot of my personal group members, some of my clients that have tried the probiotics, including myself, that typically have reactions to probiotics and did not have reactions to the Thrive probiotics. It's because they're customized. So you're not gonna be getting something that your body can't handle or doesn't need. So this has been really helpful for me and I think it could help you guys. So. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode with Dr. Anna Kebeka. As always, please head on over to Apple. Leave me a review. Leave me some stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Share this podcast with anybody you feel could be helped. Tag me on social media. Send me a message. I love interacting with you guys. It's one of the most fun things about everything that I do. So I hope you enjoy it, and I will talk with you guys again soon. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming back and tuning in. I'm really excited about today's guest. This is Dr. Anna Kabeca. She is a triple board certified gynecologist. And she just several time author has an amazing story of her own about um, perimenopause, menopause. And so I'm just a really wonderful expert on women's health. And so we have so many amazing topics to talk about. Hopefully we'll get to everything, but thank you, Dr. Anna, for being here today.
0: for having me, Sarah. It's a pleasure.
1: Yeah. So we have been chatting off camera, of course, before I turn it on. And I kind of wanted to start off with your uh, personal story of, you know, being in practice and being burned out and 39 and just your, your journey to, you know, kind of reversing menopause for a little bit and, and what that looked like.
0: Yeah. So um when I was 39, I went through an early menopause or you know, premature ovarian failure. Early menopause were my diagnoses. And at that time, you know, we'd been through a very traumatic event, personal story in our lives. And so was struggling from PTSD as well, except I didn't really know it at the time, you know, I had tremendous grief and depression and every bone in my body hurt. Like I remember getting out of bed in the morning, and it hurt to put my feet on the floor. Um, I mean, the inflammation with that was just, you know, per, you know, pervasive through my body. And Um, And then I went through round after round of infertility treatments Mm. and I failed the highest doses of injectable medications with no ovarian response. And there I was, you know, 39 year old OBGYN trained at one of the best institutions in the world at Emory University, right next door to you, where you are, Sarah, and, um, you know, helping, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people get and have healthy pregnancies. Right. And, and my doctor's bag was empty. And so that really took me on a journey around the world looking for answers. And I had uh, Dr. Deborah Shepherd, who's just out of south of Atlanta. She came and took over my practice for a year, and it was a, a gift from a gift from God, you know. And um, and as I explored, I, I learned about you know just many traditional. Uh, philosophies and approaches to healing, physically, mentally, spiritually, and incorporated that into my life. And lo and behold, you know, I especially, you know, after being given a diagnosis of infertility. And the only chance my dear colleague, reproductive endocrinologist said the only chance for my pregnancy would be to do egg donation. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: you know, and um, I that wasn't right for us at the time. Well, from this journey, not only did I reverse the early menopause, you know, and started having regular cycles, again, painless, healthy cycles, but I also, you know, reverse the infertility. So I became pregnant and delivered Ava Marie, I was 41 years old, Mm -hmm. and, and delivered Ava Marie, and she is now 13 years old. So uh, a true, a true blessing. And from that journey, it took a whole new perspective into my practice. Okay, there's these other the, these healing foods and that that turned into my Mighty Maka Plus formula, the healing adaptogens to help support your body in times of immense stress that have been used for 1000s of years. And i uh, putting that together and then the habits and choices getting completely dairy free like removing additional endocrine disruptors from my body and the biggest endo- endocrine disruptor probably almost everyone on this call is is suffering with is stress mm-hmm. and stress was that really big endocrine disruptor for me. Well, little did I know, you know, under the surface, PDSD was still going on. And, and I write that about in my a lot about my personal journey with this in my first book, The Hormone Fix. And I, I talk about the stress connection to our hormones and how, you know, how it really does, you know, tip the bucket over, really, it really is devastating. And so at age 48, you know, I'd been doing well, you know, and then at age 48, 48, I started spiraling down again, I started having all the, you know, in perimenopause periods stopping and, you know, uh, hair loss and mood swings and irritability and probably was brain fog. Well, and the absolute worst thing was weight gain, despite not doing anything different. And I think, you know, my patients used to come in and say, Dr. Anna, I've gained 5, 10, 20 pounds, and I'm not doing anything different. And I was skeptical. "Hmm, Really, you're not really right. (laughs) And it happened to me 20 pounds, and I wasn't doing anything different. And coming from a place where I'd been well over 240 pounds, lost 80 pounds, kept it off that 20 pounds basically overnight was terrifying. I didn't know if Mm -hmm. I'd be 300 pounds before it stopped. Like what's going on? And I'm a hormone expert. My hormones were dialed in. My thyroid was dialed in. It was something else. And that's those 13 weight control hormones that I write about in the hormone in keto green 16. And so like that dug me into ketosis, going into a ketogenic diet. And from there discovering that "Hmm, that doesn't work, that doesn't work for Mm -hmm. me at this time of my life, let's flip that around. And hence the keto green, keto alkaline discovery process of that journey.
1: Wow, I love that. It's such a journey. And, you know, just to back up a little bit, I feel like so many women in my community and just women in general, we don't. Understand what stress does to our body. I mean, we we don't have that compassion for ourselves. And I know you went through a very traumatic event. Um, I feel like what I led me into doing the carnivore diet was a series of you know raising a child with um, very significant autism, non-speaking, and just kind of the trauma of going through that and never really taking care of myself. And then my body just kind of said, "We're done here." Mm -hmm. And until I have you know, kind of address this trauma and addressed the stress part of my life. Even as a yoga teacher, someone who's been teaching for over a decade, I still was kind of bypassing all that stuff that, um, the chance for healing, you know, the spiritual part of healing, just, it couldn't, it couldn't take place. So that's, it's fascinating that you really talk about those, those hormones that just make you gain weight, even if the hormones are dialed in.
0: Yes. Yeah. And even if you feel like, okay, right, I'm pretty Zen. If there's that PTSD that's still going on and there's the sleep and there's those triggers, we're just so used to it we have to really get to the root of that. And I look at it, you know, as, um, you know, cortisol is one of the most acidifying hormone, it is the most acidifying hormone of our Mm -hmm. body. So we secrete cortisol stress, we have a stressful situation, our body will secrete adrenaline and cortisol, our natural anti inflammatory hormone. And that triggers an increase in glucose, which will then trigger an increase in insulin, a really powerful hormone in our body, and create this chronic insulin resistance too. and what's Mm -hmm. happening during that time is when cortisol is also being secreted. That hydrogen ions are, are secreted across the renal tubules, so that goes into the urine. That creates an acidic urine pH. So mm-hmm. even if you're not aware, I mean, that's how I always think about the vegetarians, clean diets, and how do they get cancer? I mean, if we've got a lot of cortisol, a lot of stress, right, and not to mention other toxic endocrine disruptors then we're going to have, we're going to be able to detect, at least looking at urine pH, what is happening, like between diet and stress and hormones, like, are we inflamed? Or are we not inflamed? Are we breaking down cortisol, catabolic hormone, I was going to create a word there, cortabolic, <laughs> cortisol is a catabolic hormone. And so um, that means it breaks us down versus like testosterone, which is an anabolic hormone that builds us up. So, and progesterone also more on the anabolic side of hormones, more of a neutral, but still on anabolic side. And so, so when we're under all that stress, we're getting that cortisol, what's happening at the cellular level, what happens over time, it's that, it's that breakdown in cell to cell communication. It's those gaps, right? Leaky gut, leaky brain, mm-hmm. leaky heart vessels, right? Like where are we gonna clog and stiffen? Like why in our, you know, why do some people get cardiovascular disease over digestive issues over Alzheimer's or brain injury? But they're all membranes, and all comes to the leaky membrane, wherever it may be. And that's because cortisol unlocks the gate, like mm-hmm. unlocks the door, opens the door through those membranes. It breaks it down, and it it is like it it you know, it can be life-saving, but it is that robber that comes to, to rob and steal. So when we're looking at that, and I always tell clients, you know, like, what's that game that kids do when they my daughter did it not too long ago. It, I guess it's still going on since when I was a kid, you take the eraser and you rub on your hand. Did you ever do that? Same? Oh yeah. <laughs> and then it, until like you're fine 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 and then all of a sudden you've got this big welt on your hand that's what's happening to our digestive tract that's what Mm -hmm. happened to your digestive tract that's what happened to mine because of chronic either everyday stress or Mm -hmm. unrelenting ptsd so so you know and and as moms add that worry in place you know Mm -hmm. the worry and fear like you know what what's when's the next shoe going to drop type phenomenon so we have to break that and it is a discipline and a practice i will tell you when i was traveling around the world um, one of the the people the healers that i met with was an indonesian ubud in north bali and he had come from you know hundreds hundreds of years of, of traditional wisdom and I told him, I said, you know, I'm, I'm in, you know, I've been infertile on ultrasound, my ovaries were shri- shriveled up almonds, you know, let alone, they were so small versus a nice egg. Hmm. So they were shriveled up almonds. And he said, um, he put his hand on my head. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, there was such a so you got to do this right now, put your hand on your head, like and dig your fingers into your scalp. Are there any tender points? No, not really. (laughs) Oh, good. Well, when he did that to me, and I don't have any right now, at the top (laughs) of my head, right here at the, at the crown, I was like, oh my God, what's going on? That was really tender. And he said, "Mm, you worry too much.
1: Ah, okay, good. I'm glad. I'm like, do I? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. That's good. Yeah, that is good. But it's interesting because I then incorporating some of these you know, clinical pieces into my medical practice, I was able to kind of play with some of these things too. And I mean it, it makes perfect sense from neuroanatomy a sensitivity at certain areas of your scalp, you know, based on the nervous system. So so that was pretty that was a pretty cool he's like, oh no, you worry too much. And of course, chronic stress, chronic PTSD, chronic cortisol. Yeah. I mean, that is creates chronic inflammation.
1: Yeah, and I feel like what happens with a lot of women, they gain that weight and then they feel like they have to go harder. Like let's um do more high intensity cardio. They're so much into the cardio and the calorie cutting, the calorie reductions, let's do carnivore harder, let's keto harder and it doesn't really play in their favor for the most part,
0: right? I mean, it's continuing that acidifying behavior, right? We're continuing to break us down. And I always say, you know, if you look at the marathon runner versus the sprinter, who do you want to look like? right? Oh, yeah. Who do you want to look like? So we have to shift things up, we have to change it. And, and muscle is is the master muscle mm-hmm. is the master. And I think as women, as we get older, we forget, or we like our walk, and we like our tennis, and we like our yoga. And there's certainly body weight in yoga, but I'm like, muscle is the master. And I've, I'll get down to the gym this week and lift some weights. But <laughs> it's, it's like not first on my fun things to do list, but certainly body weight exercises are as important. And we you know, just from a longevity perspective, grip strength, hand grip strength is a sign of longevity mm. and muscles, leg and, and glute muscles. I mean, that's a sign of longevity. So,
1: yeah. And our body becomes so insulin resistant to the muscles being insulin resistant. And I, you know, all the women I talk to, it's like, just talked to someone yesterday and she's like, I just can't lose weight. And I'm like, well, what's your exercise routine? And she's like, I do, um, this cycling inside of a sauna like hit cycling. I'm like, that's all you do for exercise. She's like, yeah. And I burn all these calories and I'm still not able to lose weight. I'm like, well, do you resistance train at all? Is it only just the hardcore cardio and it's fasted cardio? And she's like, yeah, that's all I do. I'm like, okay, well, probably need to stop doing that.
0: <laughs> change it up, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. We have to
0: change it up. And you said something that was really, really important. It's that insulin resistant, the muscles become insulin resistant as we age. And this was a huge aha moment for me in my second menopause. So now I think I'm in my third, Let's See <laughs> if I have a period this month or not. But um uh, which is a funny story, because, you know, in co- in quarantine last year, my daughters, all my, I have four daughters, so three oh, wow. menstruating daughters, and they came to live with me. And I'm like, oh, I'm almost done, not having, you know, almost done, no <laughs> periods. You know, it's like back in sorority or, or, you know, living in the dorms, and all of a sudden, they're all menstruating together. And lo and behold, I, okay. I started my menstruation again. I'm like, okay, well, see, at the end of April, I think I'll be <laughs> officially at 50. 50- officially menopausal, let's see. So, um, so that was interesting. But so that does, that's a real phenomenon, which is just to go to show everyone that hormones are energetic molecules, right? We didn't pass mm-hmm. hormones to each other, other than energetically, we synced, we are energetic beings, we have to look at energy medicine, we yes. have to look at these aspects of health, food is energy, yeah. to our body, and what we're putting in and what it does, you know, to come out, you know, by the time it comes out. It's you know it's a process that's an energetic process. So, and there again, give and take. Times to fast, times to feast, and I really believe that, especially especially in women as we get older. But back to the, I got off on a tangent. Oh,
1: I love it. I love it. My daughter and I are both synced up too. She's thirteen, and we're immediately. She started and we synced immediately with the moon too. Full moon, boom. <laughs> so I'm loving very the- in tune. Yeah.
0: <laughs> very, and you're like me. It's like, okay. Okay, pairing menopause and, and, and teenage daughters, like, okay, you got to make sure that we do this right. Right. We're going to have no symptoms here. It's going to be smooth, no PMS, nothing.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: For sure. So with insulin, this was a big aha moment because one of the things the weight gain, but I also mentioned the memory loss. Now, you know, I'm, you know, relied on my memory for so much of my education, medical career, clinical acumen, and, and knowing my patients, menstrual periods when I'm doing their fertility workups and all of their detailed history. I had a great memory, but at that time, my memory was waning. I mean, I got brain fog extraordinaire. Mm. I mean, I couldn't remember my kid's name some days, like, you know, it was really bad. It was really bad. And um, as I got into the state of what I call keto alkaline, keto green combining like similar right carnival with plant based right Mm -hmm. with some low carbohydrate greens that all have nutritional benefits looking at the micronutrients that are part of this but staying away from sugar, as I combined this approach, then the brain fog lifted. And so in that state of ketosis with the alkaline urine pH is a huge biomarker, which we can talk about later, but it's a huge biomarker and so important to know, like, you know, your weight or, you know, your dress size, or, you know, your, you know, like our, you know, like our, or what our blood pressure and our temperature is. I mean, it's really that important to watch and look at. So um, to know what's happening, how your environment and how your nourishment is interacting with your physiology, and you can do that at home many times a day and figure this out, self education. So what I found out as like, all of a sudden, I had this great memory again, and I was clear and I was driven and energy went from like a two to a 10, right? And clarity went from a two to a 10, that um, research I came across later, showed that a really important part of imaging women's brain through perimenopause, what happens is the brain's ability to uptake glucose mm-hmm. is less, significantly less. And in other words, the brain's becoming insulin resistant in a way, right, ah. They're becoming insulin resistant and unable to really use the glucose that's available. So, so And as we age, and this is a really important process as we age, um, our the hormones that are necessary for the brain to produce and use glucose as fuel decline. So gluconeogenesis in the brain, use of glucose in the brain or creation of glucose in the brain is an estrogen dependent process. It's really more of a Mm -hmm. progesterone dependent process. So through this perimenopause, and I've seen 1000s of women with the brain fog memory laws worry that it's early Alzheimer's, you know, joke that it's some timers, you know, and, and it's a critical process, your brain is starving for fuel. But use of ketones in the brain for fuel is not is not hormone dependent. Mm. And that was a ha a huge aha for me. And, um, and that makes that makes absolutely perfect sense. So what happens? So during this time, this perimenopause, these symptoms that we talk about as gynecologists that patients are coming to our office 35 to 55, yep. they're coming with PMS. And I will say if you only hate your husband two weeks out of the month, it's your hormones, not necessarily your husband, but <laughs> we see it, we see a lot of divorces during these ages but um, we see um, the PMS symptoms, the irritability, the mood swings, the difficulty sleeping, the lack of sex drive, the um, brain fog, the memory loss, right? We see those, all of those, those seven symptoms I just listed are all neurologic symptoms, right? right? They're all neurologic symptoms. It's a function of your brain starving for fuel. It really is, there's a process here that's happening. And then we add in all the gynecologic symptoms, the mm-hmm. heavier than normal period, the flare up of endometriosis, the breakthrough bleeding, the irregular cycles, and those reasons take you to your doc and you end up on Prozac and getting a hysterectomy or birth control pills yes. and a hysterectomy down the line. That's done nothing to address mm-hmm. the underlying, going again to the underlying, underlying root of the issue, going back to that cell to cell communication, cell function from one cell to the next, like how how well we're communicating, we need fuel, we need energy, and we need like an, you know, we need a, you know, detox, we need regular detoxification, we need to clean up the system, so that we're able to run at this
1: at this high level. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really do hope that you're finding value in it and enjoying it. And please do share this on social media, please do tag me. I love getting feedback. I love hearing messages, even if it's like, Hey, I I heard your guest and I completely disagree with everything she said or he said. I like those messages too. I think that it's good to bring about these types of conversations. I really do. And I'm open to it. So thank you again for listening. I also have a second sponsor of today's podcast. It is Let's Get Checked. This is a service I have used several times in my own journey to check in on things like my progesterone. Now, one thing about testing your progesterone, and I will put a link in the information section for you guys, along with a discount code. My discount code is Yogi20, all caps, for Let's Get Checked. And testing your progesterone, just a FYI for ladies who still do have a cycle you want to test it seven days after your ovulation. So typically that's gonna be around days 19 through 21, just to make sure that you're actually checking in on that progesterone. And Let's Get Checked makes this very easy sometimes if you're like, oh, I'm gonna check my progesterone on seven days after ovulation, Maybe you ovulate early that month, so it's hard to schedule sometimes with your doctor and schedule that blood work around your life. With Let's Get Checked, they actually will send you a blood work kit to your house. You can check it yourself, check your blood work, ship it off in the mail, get your results very easily online, and don't have to go through the rigmarole of going to the doctor's office. So i'd like let's get checked a lot thank you for sponsoring this episode let's get checked my code again is yogi20 if that is something you want to use it's not just progesterone you can also check your thyroid you get a full thyroid panel including t3 t4 your tpo antibodies tsh all the thyroid markers and lots of other health metrics so thanks again for let's get checked for sponsoring this episode and let's get back to it Yeah. It's, it's so fascinating. And I love that you say that the ketones can actually help this process along, which is amazing. Um, and I love that you brought that up because you know, what you do is different. Um, and I know that bringing you here on my show and bringing you, introducing you to my audience, my audience knows I'm not afraid to talk to people who do things differently than me. I think they kind of like it and to bring in different viewpoints, but you know, here's the thing with the carnivore diet. Um, with me, and we talked about this a little off camera, it was a lifesaver. I mean, it got me out of pain. I could start practicing and teaching yoga again. I could sleep in the same bed with my husband because I didn't have gas. That was so horrible. I had to sleep on the couch. I mean, it was great for that. Um, and it has helped a lot of, of people. But I think what happens with some women, a lot of women, as they come to the carnivore diet with all these issues, and yes, it helps with the gut issues, but then they end up gaining weight. And um, And we're just told, oh, your body is healing. Just hang with it then. But women, we don't want to be gaining weight in the first place. (laughs) And so I want to talk about how you approach uh, diet. That's it's different from carnivore. So if you're a carnivore listener, know that this is coming. Um, But what you've seen, because I'm sorry, I'm talking so much, but I had a screenshot that I sent you. That's how I asked you to please come on. One of my list, one of my followers, she reached out to me because I was talking in my stories about women gaining weight on carnivore and it being a really big struggle and how this happens. And I'm not going to sweep it under the rug anymore because it's doing a disservice to people. And she said, you know, I followed Dr. Anna Becko's Keto Keto Green program, and I lost the 50 pounds that I had gained on carnivore. And I was like, okay, I have to get her on my show immediately um, to talk about this. So... (laughs)
0: Yeah, let's talk about
1: this a little bit.
0: And I'm so glad, you know, to, to hear that feedback too. Cause I I do believe and like, we talked, you know, just like, you can't do the same exercise every day either. And also one thing with carnivore, like there are some, again, like the, the benefits to heal the digestive tract and there's so many different ways that we can go. And we do, we have to change things up and look at our balance, but with carnivore, sometimes I also think some women are getting too much protein, Mm -hmm. which will create too much glucose, because, and then again, yes. depending on when you're eating, it's often not just about what we eat, but when we're eating. We have to intermittent fast, and we have to stop the snacking. I mean, I don't care what you're snacking on; stop it. I mean, just stop it. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's going to destroy. It's going to destroy your gut. It's going to destroy your metabolism. It's going to affect your brain in the long haul. So we just stop it. Okay, put that snack with your meal, and I'm happy. That's fine. <laughs> Fine, eat them at the same time if you must. So, but so this was what I had found out because when I had started gaining that weight back, you know, I went to strict... It, ketogenic diet. I know about ketogenic because my oldest daughter has seizures, and so I would right. studied ketogenic for the brain. I used it in patients. I used a, a slightly different version of it for my candida patients with chronic yeast infections or mold exposures, etc., and just really working on that. But I, I as I experience, as I went straight keto, the way and, and it really was kind of you know healthier food keto, grass fed beef, mm-hmm. bison, all that good stuff. And, uh, but I, I hit a wall, I was irritable, I didn't like how I felt I didn't like I was plateaued. I mean, it just didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I checked my urine pH. And I was as acidic as the urine pH paper would read. Yeah. And from a combination from a very acidic diet, car- you know, carnivorous diet and the um, um, and, and stress, right, the combination of stress, cortisol, but I didn't know that at the time. But I just like, okay, let me fix my diet. Let me affect this, you know, add those microgreens in, and add the, you know, beet greens and the kale and the chard and the um, cabbage and all the cruciferous vegetables to help with detoxification of estrogen, mm-hmm. and to really work on on that, which is important to use plant foods for that too. And then gradually, my urine pH got better and better and better greater than seven, we want it seven to eight. And when we wake up in the morning, when we go to sleep at night, we want to aim for that and if not we're either too stressed or not eating right two things and so um so what I found is that you know when we combine this alkaline approach to ketogenic eating and what what wasn't just enough because it took me a long time to get into ketosis And I think that's a really important part for many women our age, when we start dropping our protective hormones, progesterone, estrogen, Mm DHEA, testosterone, ladies, we can't do a man's diet. I mean, they have 10 times as much testosterone, they have more circulating estrogen in their brain than we do post 50, because they're not relying on ovaries to produce Mm -hmm. it. Testosterone converts to estrogen, they're going to be sharper, you know, they're going to have, you know, not going to go through that brain starvation from lack of glucose gluconeogenesis in the brain that we're going through. And so re- remembering that's really important because there are all those and there are several weight control hormones that come into play here beyond insulin and cortisol. So what I found, which was just so which was so fascinating is the essential part of eating like the healthy the right foods, at, you know, the timing of your meal. So certainly, also eating before 7pm because we know preferably before 6pm, especially the older we get, but no age limit on on healthy choices, right? Mm -hmm. So because when we eat, you know, say we eat a meal at 6pm, and then we eat that same meal at 8pm, the insulin that's secreted for that 8pm meal is significant up to 70% more insulin than for the earlier meal. So we By doing that, by eating later, you can become more insulin resistant faster. And I don't care what you're eating. You know, I mean, it really has that big of a difference. So again, the timing of our meals, fasting, giving your body, especially in carnivore, time to rest and digest Mm -hmm. because it takes longer to digest meat. And this is a really big part that I teach that people are always surprised of in my, in my book is like, you know, I say, if you take a, you know, don't drink with your meals, you're so like, why don't drink with my meals. Mm-hmm. I mean, like free refills, free refills, a bottle of wine, right? I get it. I love my wine, but free refills is the number one destructive factor to our American diets. I mean, our American diets are pretty sad. The standard American diet is pretty mm-hmm. sad, but add free refills to that, add, you know, what we're drinking with our meal and we are defeating our basic physiology. Because you take that piece of meat, our body is designed stomach pH is, is, you know, one to one to two, right? One to two to three when we're eating. So um, pour the acid on it, and then we're going to dissolve that meat. And it's going to take a long time to dissolve vegetables break down a lot faster. So it's going to take and if we add in water to that, you know, water, beer, whatever else you want to add on to it it, it um, dilutes your own digestive enzyme. So the food's not going to break down, you're not going to get the micronutrients from what you're eating. And then you'll get fer- fermentation, you can get you know, food pushed down partially, partially digested. And you're not going to get the true benefit from that food. So you just stop drinking with your meals as well. So not just about what we eat, we could eat that great bison. But mm-hmm. we drank, you know, we drank, you know, free refills all night and that's defeated you know defeated a lot of that nutrient value so we need to look at that too and think okay well let me just keep it to one glass of wine with my meal right you know right. really be judicious and then that long or longer extended intermittent fasting that's why people get game changing results with intermittent fasting and that's mm-hmm. huge and the other thing that where like the carnivore twist comes in is because women have denied themselves from healthy fats and high yes. quality meats, and we need fat for hormones. Yes. So there's the benefit from that. But then if it's if it's, you know, if we're not getting the benefit from that food or adding in the the support for the gut bacteria, and digestive support, then we're, you know, we need th- we need this, especially as women, especially as women.
1: Yeah, and I've shared with my audience that I've had an experience where with carnivore I had to take my protein down very low and up my fat. And I was adding a lot of fat, a lot of butter, suet, just to do it, just to make it sustainable. Otherwise I would have elevated blood sugar. I wouldn't sleep well. It was was kind of stressing my body out. And so since I have added in plants back into my diet and I'm not to your level by any means yet, um, it's a slow process but I'm able to not, I don't have to stay rock bottom with my protein. I can eat a little bit more protein, um, and still stay ketogenic, but my, and I've had to add some digestive support, some HCL and enzymes. I use the healthy gut products, but that has enabled me to not have that higher blood sugar to start to sleep better. And I think that this, you know, it happens with a lot of people that they don't necessarily have. I don't know if this is what what you think, but I, I'm guessing you would agree that, sometimes having that fiber with the meat allows our body to, to uptake it, process it and absorb those nutrients better. Would that, would you agree with that? Well, you're feeding the gut
0: microbiome. Yes. So that's key. And that's where, you know, we have the estrobilome for estrogen detoxification. We have, of course, our, our, you know, just the, the bacteria in our gut, a metabolome for metabolism. And we have, so there's different bacteria with different functions and we have to, feed them in a healthy way and the more according to research for longevity. People who live the longest have a higher divert and have a, high, a strong immune system over time mm-hmm. have higher gut diversity. Now carnivore may over time decrease that gut diversity. Mm-hmm. So we've got to take cycles, you're following this and this was working great for you then we want to just take cycles we're really focusing on supporting the gut microbiome. But then again, I would like test on gas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: What kind of put me over the edge to wanting to add plants in was that I did a gut, um, a gut test that showed my gut microbiome, the bacteria. And I had like almost zero acromantia, bifidobacteria, almost zero. The one that produces butyrate almost zero. And I was like, this probably isn't. Yeah, it was not good. And so I added probiotics that bumped things up and I just retested to see what's going to happen now that I've been having plants for 90 days. But I will tell you, I've let go of some weight that I thought I was just stuck with. It just kind of came off and I didn't cut my calories. So (laughs) yeah, there's, there's something to this microbiome science guys. I know that people are very skeptical of it. It's new science, but I I really do think that there's something to it for sure.
0: I agree completely. And I love you sharing this because that is, that is really, that is good stuff. And so like, I would say when, what we do stops working, you know, we have to do something different, right? And our, yeah. we, I was, there are seasons for a reason, we have to change things up. There are seasons during our life, where we have to change things up something we could do in our 20s easily. Yeah, we can't do in our 50s. And I can't hack around that. Too much. I'm, trying, I'm working on it, but I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know, I tell that to my people all the time, you can't look at the 24 year old influencer that and copy what they're doing. If you're in your 40s, like it just you're going to get really disappointed and frustrated. Yeah. So it's just not yeah. a good idea. Um, I wanted to ask you about a couple things, real quick. The first thing would be um, the adrenal fatigue with fasting, because this is something a lot of my people have just really burned out adrenals. And then the second one, just so I don't forget it, is um, plant anti nutrients, your stance on that, because that's a big topic in my community. And I know Dave Asprey has been talking about it a lot as well. So Yeah, those are two more things I want to make sure we hit.
0: (laughs) So the first one being phytonutrients,
1: the um, adrenal fatigue and fasting, because I know you say the fasting is important, but I have a lot of people that have just worn their adrenals out with the, with the fasting and chronic exercise and all those things. So what do you say to, you know? how would you tell that person to approach fasting or should they not fast?
0: Yeah, no, that's a great question. And so it depends on what, you know, like we want to eliminate the cause of the adrenal fatigue. And so sometimes long extended fast can cause adrenal fatigue if you're doing it too often. And sometimes the one meal a day for women Mm -hmm. through perimenopause with hormone changes, or there are times you want to do that maybe at the beginning of your monthly cycle, not during your menstruation. So cycling it. And I did a great fasting masterclass where I had, Mindy on, and she talks that. about the cycle. So that good. was really good. That was really good. So we got some good discussion in there, but what you know, that so understanding when is the best time for your body to fast, like for me, like Sundays, just naturally fast, so I'm going to fast till, you know, after church and after workout and and whatever. So like, that may be my one meal a day, but it's not every day, because I didn't work for me. If it's mm-hmm. not working for you, despite what, you know, our, our, you know, influencers or what research has, has shown in certain populations, that's always a look at the population. Yes. Um, you know, when, you know, what is working for you, you are the end of one, right? You are your own best test subject. So we have to keep and I will say God's trying to show me something else now, like what's next, right? I'm always learning. And and it's, it's really quite fascinating. So so with my clients with adrenal fatigue, and this is because I was I was burnt out my DHE, like there are four key markers, do you talk about lab testing that you want your Mm -hmm. listeners to know? So one of the four key markers that I love looking at is DHEAS. So it's a marker of adrenal function, DHEA, which is um, an adrenal hormone, but sulfated in the blood, we look at DHEAS. So if you had a DHEA level, that's not what I'm talking about. DHEAS in the blood when you're looking. So saliva, we'd look at DHEA. But um, so my DHEA sulfate level, like normal, optimal for a woman, you know, in 40s, 50s is really You know, 150 to 250, somewhere around there. So mine was like in the teens, in the teens, and I'm doing all kinds of adrenal protocols to help it get to like low 30s, and that's kind of where it hung. But when I started doing more like keto greenish, and plus with my formula, that my Mighty Maca Plus, maca and adaptogen, with greens and enzymes and other uh, genetic adaptogen, and and you know supporting my adrenals with additional support that way is also checking your pH. Because Mm -hmm. if you are know that you're acidic all the time, you've got to work on building up you know, your alkalinity, alkaline lifestyle, which could be, you know, laughing more better intimacy, Mm. because sex increases oxytocin, the biggest alkalinizing hormone of our body, the hormone of joy, love connection and bonding, secreted at sex, secreted in laughter, secreted in play, having pets having happy, healthy relationships. That's oxytocin, the most alkalinizing hormone in our body. So when we start doing that, that repairs the adrenals faster than anything. And Mm. in two months, of like, just really focusing on that went from the the teens to low 30s at the best, right? To 157. Wow. So that was just in two months. So that's the difference. So I continue, I, I stay in the hundreds, I'm not over 200, but I don't supplement with any oral DHEA. So I'm not in the 200s. But like, if I if I fall off my regular routine, then my adrenals, fatigue right away, right, that go wow. back to, I mean, again, PTSD, living with, but like I always say, we turn PTSD into post-traumatic growth,
1: right, mm. post-traumatic
0: resilience and growth, and, and that's a really big positive spin on, you know, that, underlying, you know, to shift the underlying physiology or how we think about it. So, um, and it's a constant, it's a daily, it's a daily process with adrenal fatigue, you've got to get to the underlying reasons that are tearing down your adrenals and, and getting keto green. And in my world, it's keto green, keto alkaline, and getting keto green really helps with, you know, maybe it's just 13 hours of intermittent fasting, but you have to do it, you absolutely have to do it. And you have to stop that snacking those three meals, three snacks that your doctor Have told you you need this for adrenal fatigue. Stop it, stop it. You're digging your grave. No wonder you don't. Stop it, right? And and then we do. And that's really a really an important important thing that I've seen over time. Of course, we're gonna do extra methylated B vitamins and higher dose vitamin C in support, but we need those things to support the adrenal glands. And when we do that, we get amazing, amazing results. And I've heard it over and again, and again from people in my community with um, adrenal fatigue. It's a great, it's a great question. again, it's, it's, you know, if I hadn't lived it, I wouldn't know this. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. I had Dr. Mindy on my podcast um, a number of episodes ago where we talked about if you do want to fast, here's the best days to do it if you're a cycling woman. And she even talked about women it, that weren't necessarily normally cycling m- menopausal. And, you know, we just have to have this awareness for women about we have to do things differently. We can't just do a 16 eight every day or do a 72 hour fast whenever we want to. Um, we, we have to make considerations for how our bodies are. In that state, and how high our stress is. Period.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That makes a difference.
1: Yeah. And and as far as the um, well, you look like you're having a thought there, huh? The anti nutrients. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I know that's a really interesting. That's a really interesting topic, um, and it's you know it comes from many different you know uh, perspectives too. But I look, I look at what has stood the test of time, you know, mm-hmm. what worked for me. Cause I did, I did, I had the same experience. I did carnivore. because i was preparing for my recipes for my next book. So I was doing, I have five, it's in my menu pause book that comes out in 2022. So there are five, six day plans. And one of them is a very carbohydrate carnivore ish plan. And so I'd been playing with different different things, you know, and and trying things out. Um, and I, I did I gained weight, and I gained weight significantly. And I was like, oh, damn, but then there was a confounding I'm like, is it that or is it this mold toxic building, I'm sure mm. it was a little bit of both. So I kept playing with it for for a long time till I think I finally did a good a good uh, happy medium with it. But, but what's interesting is like, what what's what diets have stood the test of time? what are the people that I want to be most like in a culture that is most life sustaining, that gives me a quality of life that I I go to sleep and I feel safe and I wake up and, you know, I've got great neighbors. I've got great relationships, uh, you know, great relationships with my kids, with my family, you know, and, friends, right? What what will bring me to that? Right? What mm-hmm. populations do that the best? So Costa Rica being one of them, right? It's really fun. There's a lot of plant based food there. Certainly, the you know, when we look at the um, different blue zones, uh, Sardinia, etc. I mean, they're they're not carnivores, right? Mm-hmm. The population that uh, very uh, that recently discovered population, the la- in the last decade that looked at gut uh, microbial diversity, they weren't carnivores, right? Mm-hmm. They had tremendous gut micro- microbial diversity and no cancer, no cancer, no heart disease. So what what popular and what traditional medicines have stood the test of time? We go through that. We look at a lot of herbs, turmeric marker you know, uh, resveratrol, what are green tea extract, right, blueberry extract, what are things that have stood the test of time in helping with in helping with supporting our body, and our gut microbial diversity. Now there may there are times of famine, right, there are Mm -hmm. times that you're eating that beef jerky through survival populations, right survival times, there's that, you know, dried meat that's, you know, salted, dried meat salted, that's a mineral, that's Mm -hmm. an alkalinizing, alkalinizing mineral, right? So when we're doing some of these plans, like even Dave Asprey was saying, oh, yeah, but you want to do, you know, mineral salts with us. I'm like, those are alkalinizers. we be getting from our plant based foods, but also don't forget, you know, modulate your cortisol, so that you're not further breaking down. And when we are in this delicate transition, I call it the period of neuroendocrine vulnerability, as our hormones are shifting, Mm. we become more vulnerable to these shifts. So I think it's really important to, uh, to look at and I, you know, I've studied, I've traveled around the world, I've studied, and lived with different populations from around the world. And I've studied plant medicine and herbal medicine. I think there's a huge place for it. There's a huge place for it. Omitting it is a huge
1: mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this, the, my testing of the gut microbiome and just seeing what things look like, and then actually experienced that weight loss resistance, um, you know, there's something to that. And I know that a lot of people have had amazing results with carnivore, but I think it's just, maybe something that we can do for a time to heal the gut and then you know and if you're not if you are gaining weight and it's not working out for you to know there's other options you're not just stuck with that and just because all these other people say they're doing a wonderful and amazing um and you're not not necessarily to make yourself wrong um Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's really brave to say that. And because we do, we go, we diverge and we butt heads and, you know, I think, okay, this may be the best thing, the absolute best thing for you to do for this time.
1: Yes. I guess
0: be the best thing for you to do for this time. And sometimes like it, even in working with patients in my practice, sometimes I put them, I, I had a really sick patient one time she came to me and she'd been in the hospital for two months and had, you know, we didn't know it at the time that I saw her, but her pathology report came back a few days later, that was Pseudomonas aeruginosa, I mean, her gut was being torn up. When I'd seen her and she's so inflamed, I said, the best thing I can do is just put you on this, this complete, like, you know, vegan shake with my detoxifying keto alkaline shake for just two weeks just stay on this right and then the pathology results came back I'm like wait you're feeling better don't take the antibiotics right now hold on Mm -hmm. and within two weeks she was like a brand new person, she'd been hospitalized struggling for so long. And within two, weeks, and she didn't eat, I mean, she just had shakes. Wow. So it gave her gut a chance to re-epithelialize, right? The mucosal mm. lining, a chance to repair, to feed good bacteria, to rebuild her own natural first line of defense. And so for sometimes like, and I, to you know, even in some calls that I have with patients that are struggling, I'm like three days of gut rest, Do do just shakes. If you can just do bone broth, you know, there are times we, you know, that anything is toxic to our system. Mm -hmm. So that 72 hours to re-epithelialize the GI tract lining is a very powerful reset to do a quick healing if we're able to. And yeah. then like that thing, like what are, you know, what have we become so sensitive to that our body is fighting it off? Is it, is it the anti-nutrients that are, that are affecting us? Is it the a food sensitivity and allergy? Everything is creating inflammation because of those leaky membranes from being eroded over time for so long. Let's, let's restore that. Let's build that back up. And you guys, we all know people that can eat everything, yeah. and, you know, and that's good. And, but the biggest thing is how do you feel? Do you smile throughout the day? Are you energetic? Do you have healthy relationships? Do you feel loved? And do you give, give love? And so, um, that for me, that's like the biggest power of medicine. And then, and then you can, you know, like yeah. sometimes you can eat anything you want when you get to that state. I'm not there yet. I still yeah. have fast and everything else. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that uh Karen from Microbiome Labs, we talked about the oxalates and anti-nutrients. And he says, you know, you should have the gut bugs available to take care of the bad parts of that so that you can have the good parts and get the benefits for your body. And I think we just there's a danger of just putting things as bad and just we can't ever eat kale. I know Dave Asprey hates kale, but you know, that we can't ever eat that and it's bad and it's toxic. You know, our body can detoxify that if we have the proper gut yeah. bugs, but it's building back that diversity. And, uh, and keeping an open mind, I think is, is the most important thing.
0: Well, and foods come about come around for medicinal purposes throughout time, like why, you know, the Portuguese are big on kale, kale mm-hmm. soup with Teresa, it's balancing the animal meats with alkalinizers, right? Mm-hmm. We have to look at that all the time. So if your body can't handle it, why? Why? Right. Why is that the case? And then, okay, well, well, you know, for me, my body can't handle dairy, and that really that really sucks. So I love me some cheese. Ooh, I tell you, it is so wrong, but I can't, even ten years of being dairy free every once in a while, it gets into my system, you know, and I'm like, all right try. I'm like, I should be able to have this now, and I'm trying a new enzyme to see if that will help too. I just can't so so that's important other people no problem with dairy right part of carnivore no problem it's very toxic and also you know for hormonal imbalances dairy is a very big toxin we don't like it to balance hormones so um it's it's a huge hormone disruptor and then just to emphasize we are you know what we eat ate. so the quality of that meat Mm -hmm. if they've been fried like I remember being with Allie Miller if you haven't interviewed her Oh, she is great. So we were having, um, I don't know if it was hazelnut fed Wagyu beef or something like that. So they've been massaged, the, they've been fed this amazing, you know, smorgasbord of, of whatever. And so we're eating that, you know, that that's a huge difference than something farmed, killed under stressful situations, mm-hmm. that cortisol skyrockets. And then you're you're getting those hormones too. Mm-hmm. you're getting the toxins they ate in the hormones in my book, the hormone fix, I write about Zarellin, a mold toxin that you can get from eating uh, foods meat um, that have been grain fed and that ate that toxin so we are getting that toxin and that is a huge hormone disruptor it's a feminizer it's a will create estrogen disruption will create infertility we see that it can create infertility and um, feminization of of males so we're seeing that in the animal populations so you know is it happening in us too well according to some scientific research yeah so we're getting that so we always have to consider that that's why there has to be a balance and that's why the, you know, the phytonutrients, all the good things that we get from grains, etc. I mean, greens, not grains, not grains, greens from plant foods, um, etc, will help combat those other those other things. So it's a it's a seesaw. It's a yin and yang. What do you need now? What's your next right step? Change mm. it up. Seasons change for a reason. There's, you know, you know, no society that doesn't have seasons. Yeah, the Arctic North and South. But um, other than that, you know, and then back, you know, one of the arguments too when we talked about keto and the Inuit tribes, yes, they're like, Oh, well, it's all fat. It's all protein. It's all carnivore, right? Well, no, because they're drinking bone broth. What is bone broth? Hugely alkalinizing mineral rich. Mm. I mean, that's alkalinizing. Yeah, that's alkalinizing fish bone broth, whatever. Yeah. That's the alkalinizers. You need those alkalinizers in place and, you know, and you need to have the diversity of the gut microbiome. And, uh, until I experience another society that does it, does it better longer? Um, I think it's all about the balance and then tests don't gas, right? Yes,
1: absolutely. Testing is my people know this. I do everything. I do the hair tissue mineral analysis. I do the gut testing. I do blood testing and I share it with them. And I'm like, okay, this is working or this is just not working guys. We got to talk about this. So my audience is I'm open book.
0: (laughs) And I love that. I love that about you. And I think that's, that's really powerful because it can, it can get better. And then why did it stop all of a sudden what's shifted? And then what now do I have to address? And I'm, I'm constantly on the journey
1: too. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I know we have to go pretty soon here. So where can people find you if they want to work with you, get more of your work, get in touch with you? What's the best way?
0: So my website really easy. Find me at Dr. Anna.com D R A N N A.com. And, um, I'm at the girlfriend doctor on Instagram and Facebook, and we have a great keto green community, but please check out my books, the hormone fix and keto green 16, a lot. I mean, those are my life works. So, um, really good stuff. The hormone fix. I want everyone to read and we've had women, men, scientists. I mean, just really great feedback on it. It's an easy read. It's a great plan. And, um, open your mind to those other pieces of the puzzle.
1: Awesome. And I'll make sure I link all of that in the show notes. This will be on a podcast and on YouTube. So I will link everything so everyone can find that and find your info. And thank you so much for this amazing conversation today. I know it's going to help a lot of people and I, I really appreciate you giving me your time today. Thank you.
0: I loved it. Thanks for having me. Thank you.
1: All right, guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Anna Kabeka was really wonderful to talk to. I do feel like she had a lot of valuable insights and some things that could help you. So please do check out her website in the information section. Feel free to shoot me a message over on Instagram. That's probably where I'm the most active. It's at carnivore.yogi. If you have something in the episode, you're like, hey, what do you think about this? Um, Please don't hesitate to send me a message. Share the episode. Tag me. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. And next week I have on Dr. Will Cole. Speaking of differing viewpoints, he is largely a uh, plant-based kind of a person. Now he does think that you should eat wild cod and grass-fed meats but he is a little bit more on the plant side so I thought why not have him on he was so cool to talk to I really think you guys are going to enjoy that episode so that is coming next week make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you can get it as soon as it comes out on Wednesday morning and thanks again to Thrive for sponsoring this episode I Will be updating you guys as things change with my gut health, but right now I'm really happy. I just switched back to taking the Thrive probiotics. I think that you should switch your probiotics every 90 days, rotate them out. And I just switched back to my personalized blend again. That link it is a 50% off link, it's in the show notes. It's Dot com backslash carnivore yogi. So I hope this was helpful, guys, and I will talk with you again next week. Have a wonderful rest of your day.